This is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is your home for survivors like myself and those who are searching to find meaning to their why. In season two, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed immediately by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the business, marketing, coaching, and financial worlds. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed or has been edited. As a board-certified wellness coach, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen, but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate if you could share it and subscribe. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. In Season 2, Episode 12, entitled The One Where You Can't Push, Ash Shukla lives deeply looking for peace, not just prosperity. But when a troubled friend asks for his help, he must think back to the sage advice his grandfather once gave him. Hi, Ash. Good to see you. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you for having me. Sure. So what would you like coaching on today? Uh, So today, okay. So let's talk about you know, um, a emotional issue, right? So let's say that um, I personally, as I've told you that I personally don't, but I'm going to go through a, a situation that uh, I'm taking somebody through. So I found this person, you know, and they are in a depression state. You know, and their depressional state, the way they are expressing it to me is at a point where they're hitting the rock bottom. You know, what should we do with that? Or what, you know, what are some of the things that you have seen that we can, uh, you can help them out with, you know, so to speak. Great. So what I'm hearing from you is that you have a, you know, someone who's in a depression state and they have hit rock bottom and you are just trying to find ways to support them in in a good, positive yeah. way. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Great. So what would be a great outcome for today's conversation? So today's great uh, outcome would be that we go through a couple of things and really understand, you know, where you are able to make a difference in terms of your uh, expertise are concerned. Right, because people go through different things. Um, I wish I can tell you that I have this problem, but I uh, personally don't have any, not even health issue I can address, you know. Um, but um, um, you know, I would like to see like some of the th- some of the ways where you know you could you could help out, or what are some of the ways you could help out. Okay, so the outcome would be most likely just to find ways and means to figure out how you can support this particular individual. Is that correct? Yeah. Great. So, Ash, has there ever been a time in your life when you've been unsure and, and confused? 
There was there was a time in my life, yes, one time. What was happening? So for me, I was uh, scammed. I lost a lot of money, and uh, it hurt me emotionally pretty badly. When you think back to that time, what was sort of running through your mind? Anger. Anger. anger complete anger. Because I wanted to. I was I was mad at the person, you know, because they basically I had worked so hard to, you know, get this far and they hurt me. It was a small betrayal of trust, right? So. And how did you end up sort of working through that? I actually went to my grandfather and he helped me with, uh, we were having conversation with, about everything and then so he helped me out with that. And what and, what were some choice words your grandfather said to you? So, one of the things he said that you have to find, you know, like a, ask yourself, who am I? And he's like, start there and then you can, and then so we worked through a lot of things, you know, with that for us. When you and, think of... Um, go ahead, please. No, when you think of this idea of who am I, does that resonate anywhere in your physical body? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, I think that it, it has a lot to do with, you know, where, um, how fast I got out, basically. You know, like it, I got out, um, I mean, relatively fast, actually. You know, I mean, I bounced, we, I tripled my business, you know, in, in like less than some, I mean, some ridiculous amount, but anyway, so yes, it does. Where in your body does that speak to you? So who am I, you know, I found out is that um, uh, in my heart quite a bit, you know, um, and I wanted who I I know who I am, and I've always been that way. But sometimes, you know, when you're in a funk, you forget, right? So that's what happened there, you know. But my heart is very pure. So you speak about sort of who am I in the heart. Would you like to do a quick experiment with me? Absolutely. Great. Just want you to get comfortable in your seat. You can soften your gaze, or if you feel comfortable going inward, you can close your eyes. I just want you to take three deep breaths in and three deep breaths out. I just want you to turn your attention to your heart. Tell me what's happening, Ash. I'm feeling relaxed. really coming if your heart could speak what would it say first of all I always I always my heart does speak many many ways and I tell you know people 
that I love you because I I value them you know I value myself I value human life and you can do anything you really want does this heart have any words of wisdom for your friend Yeah. This, I think that this friend doesn't let it out and I think it's time to just let it out and really move to move things along and move it forward. So that way they are not stuck in a situation, one particular situation. And how do you suppose that they could move forward and not get stuck? I think they're trying to solve the problem emotionally, but physically is more practical issue than it is emotional issue. And they're not, they're not able to make a distinction between the two. Mm-hmm. And There's in your physical thing. Go ahead, sorry. And in your experience sort of having to deal with figuring out who you are, what would be some ways that you could support your friend? I mean, I, I have asked them already, who am I? So they're working on that piece. Um, I have asked them to identify some some of the issues that they are really facing and write them down. Um, and so emotionally speaking, we have done things. Physically speaking, because it's more of a financial issue, it requires more mathematical equations than anything else. And that's something we haven't done yet. You know, since you, you spoke, next ahead, you, spoke you spoke about your grandfather, and I'm curious, would what would your grandfather say to your friend? My grandfather would say, like, look for peace. And not just prosperity, right? I think that uh, the person is stuck in a loop because, you know, them and their entire family is because they are so much hung up on a making this decision, which as a financial guy for so many years, as, a, as my past, um, I have found that... Uh, the answer is, you know, to some degree, is in it's really in equations and figuring things out financially. 
and they are making the moves that are actually going to take them further down the path of, you know, wrong side of the equation. It's just not beneficial. So my grandfather would say, like, look for peace. Prosperity is, will follow. Look for peace and prosperity will follow. So how could you maybe support your friend in terms of action steps towards peace? I could give her some rituals, maybe some mantras. Um, Suggest some exercises, perhaps, to... And most importantly, sit down with them and have a heart-to-heart and really start drawing out some numbers. And what what would you say to them to spur them along? I'll say, come on. (laughs) They're a good friend, so I can talk to them that way. Would you suppose they have any hesitation? Yeah, uh, I mean, like, they're, they're shy and timid, so that's going to make, you know, that's what makes it difficult because I'm trying to move them along, and I can't. And, and uh, But I've learned from my grandfather is that you can't push people, you can only lead them. So, you know. That has to be that way. So what would be step one in that leading process? Maybe get into more clarifying questions. You know, like just get the, let them, it's almost like a, my, my sales conversations, right? Get them to uh, ask them to ask them questions so it will lead them to conclusion that I already know. Perhaps. Not sure. <laughs> okay. So then after the questioning, then what happens? As they answer the questions and um, things of the nature, the, the goal is to get them to realize where the issue is, where the, you know, now they have determined who they are, they know that part. We've gone through some of the other things, so we have gone through some internal things as I give them the mantras and all that. But alongside with that, getting them to get grounded and really realize that this is the real, you know, it's like getting them to realize that two bad moves doesn't make a good move, right, In in a simplistic format. No, they made a move before, they came out of it pretty good, and some things have happened and it went south and now they're about to make another move that's gonna take them further south. But before they make that move, they have to overcome certain hurdles, which is which which universe is telling them and it's keep they keep getting declined. So there's a clear sign that they shouldn't do that, but they're not listening. So I think that they need to realize and listen to what the universe is telling them and what's actually 
practically, you know, uh, possible too. So, I mean, in both ways, you know, the, the answer is clear, but they need to realize it. Ash, what do you think your friend really, really wants? Somebody to listen, but more importantly, to tell the truth. Do you think they see you as that? Yeah. Help couldn't hurt, but, you know, overall, yeah. So you mentioned two things that they want. What do you actually think they need? Good question. Maybe an emotional support. I'm not so sure, but I think that. But I think what they need the most is clear guidance, financially clear guidance. Somebody like I'm at that point where we have done the emotional things, but they need a clear financial guidance, and they are confused. In that realm, like they're really confused whether they do, should or should not do something. But go ahead. Are you equipped to giving them that which they need? Financially, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you feel that they would be welcoming to everything that you have to offer? So far, they have accepted everything we have had to offer. I just haven't had this conversation about like the clear-cut financial path that they should follow. And I believe it's just, maybe it's just a conversation that I need to have with them that I haven't had. We've had the emotional conversations. We have pretty much some things to you know work with, but a, a practical conversation financially we haven't had a chance to have it just yet because they want to exhaust all the possibilities of doing this thing that they want to do to take them or they what they believe is going to take them further. And they have been kept on trying on different, different things. Um, and that's why uh, I think that um, the conversation is imperative at this point. The nature of your relationship is there a distinction between friendship and business practical matters? Yeah. Yeah. I am not, uh, uh, we haven't concluded those two. We are clear on like where we stand and where we don't stand, so to speak. You know? Do you feel that to some degree your friend? would listen to some of your non-emotional pieces of information? As far as I know, like, you know, we've been working together for some time now, so they will listen to everything else I had to say. I don't see a reason why they wouldn't. Mm -hmm. you know? So in sort of discussing 
all of this and you mentioning your grandfather and sort of figuring out and going back into the past of sort of those feelings that he conjured up for you and the advice that you gave. How does this all sort of land in terms of action steps for this particular dilemma? I think the number one thing that it lands for me is that I just need to go number one. Just set up a time so I can, like the next move, which I was going to make next week, maybe make it faster and just go have the conversation. A heart-to-heart, open-minded, honest financial conversation as to if they do X, what will happen? If they do Y, what will happen? And then at the end, leave it up to them to make the right choice and let them be the leader of that the space. Help them, guide them in the right way, but uh, ultimately, you know, give them a clear choice and then let them make the choice. Would that be something your grandfather would do? Yeah, 100%. When he used to do that to you, did you like it? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually loved it. <laughs> so how would you handle uh, an obstacle if your friend wasn't really paying attention? I mean, at that point, if they are constantly opposing to what I have to say, which hasn't happened yet, but if that does happen, right, if the persistence comes about and I don't know the solution, then I need to find some way to help them out. Maybe somebody else, maybe it's not me, you know. But not giving up on them is important to me at least. So um, maybe find them other solutions that could work for them. So how would you express? How would you express that to them? I would just tell them. I mean, I've known them for so long. Say, hey, you know, I appreciate. I'm trying my best here. But I'm just letting you know from my perspective what I know uh, financially. You know, however, I uh, since it's it's not me who you need help or want help from. That's okay. The question is, who would you need to help you? Maybe somebody else, and it's fine. And how would you get them to find out about those resources? Maybe an online resource, I suppose, you know. Um, But I know some Depending on what they're looking for, I could probably help them, but uh, not sure. You know, like I think 
online research is probably the best way to go but you know if they need to go that route I'm not sure how far they need to go you know maybe the I'm hoping the conversation would end the matter but so, we'll see. so if the conversation ends the matter how can you hold yourself accountable to having that conversation and telling your friend how you really feel How do I hold myself accountable? Mm -hmm. I have a simple rule. Either I tell you the truth or I don't. Like it's... I, I, I don't walk a middle road there. You know, Like either I love you or I don't. That's it. There's mm -hmm. no middle line. So in this case, uh, having an honest conversation is important. We had a conversation before, but it was about emotional stuff. And then I found out about all these things behind the scenes that was causing all this. So that kind of flared up things. I see. So Ash, if you was to sort of check in back with that heart of yours, is there anything else that's it's saying? No, it's at peace. It's, it's at peace. Excellent. So um, we're pretty much at time with this portion of the coaching session, but is there anything else you would like to express? I would just want to say thank you. Yeah, you sure. For helping me with this. Sure, absolutely. All right, so Ash, we're going to transition into the interview portion. So tell my listeners more about you and what you do. Yeah, uh, my name is uh, Ash Shukla. I came here from India in 1989 with $20 in English. Grew up here in Maryland. Uh, ran into financial services. Wasn't bad. I was pathetic. I had to blackmail my dad through my mom to get my first sale. Eventually became a financial advisor, pretty successful one. I was managing over $300 million. Started my own company. Uh, you know, helped, helped several entrepreneurs, business owners in my field. Um, and I have received a congressional honor for my work. Um, my new book is coming out soon, Financial Chakras, which I'm very excited about. Um, I've written another book called Sell Like Crazy back in the day. And, uh, you know, I want to tell you, listeners, I, I love you guys. So tell me that struggle you mentioned coming to the, uh, to the U.S. with $20 in your pocket. What was that like? So, uh, you know, like, <laughs> just like any other person, right? A foreigner that comes. Um, and I'm sure your, your parents went through probably something similar, right? So working, uh, going to school in the morning, working from 3 in the afternoon to 12 at night, walking, you know, to and from work, obviously, um, and um, it was about three mile hike for me. Um, did that Monday to Thursday on Fridays. We, I worked even longer, so that went on for about two two and a half years. It was a it was a tough times, you know. Um, but I think it's the journey, right? So when I was uh, coming here, you know, I was a 
I remember like, my first plane ride as I was coming here. I was bowing down to my grandparents and everybody in 1989. And I took their blessings and all those things. And then um, we got into the plane at Bombay uh, International Airport. And uh, I remember smelling the Air India flight for the first time, looking at this amazing plane, you know, maroon carpets and beige sidings and all that. And uh, our plane was delayed by four and a half hours. And uh, we finally took off and we came to London. And then I had to go to the restroom and I didn't know how to ask. I mean, you know, like a lot of times we feel like we <laughs> been when something hits really hard, if you don't know what to do. Um, and uh, I think that life teaches us how to figure things out. And so I had to go to the restroom, and I didn't know how to ask. And I saw this door opening and closing, and people were all relaxed by the time they got out. And I'm like, wow, must be a nice resting place, you know. Um, so finally, somebody helped me out. And then I went to ticket counter, and my dad was like, trying to communicate and he couldn't communicate with the ticket counter person and um, finally an Indian lady was walking by and she helped us out understand that we have missed our connecting flight and we were like wow that was a, a blow you know in the, the middle of the airport we can't speak English so uh, we stayed at the hotel for a little bit and then we went downstairs to eat and the first meal we didn't know what to order because we are vegetarian and we are, you know, and uh, and we can't speak English, so it was tough for us. So we we are reading the menu. We don't know what we are reading. So the lady uh, apparently she ironically came over again, and she helped us out. And we picked a, a bread roll, a spaghetti, and a, and a, and a salad. So I'm like, I'm hungry. I could, I hadn't eaten anything and all that, in excitement and in in all that stuff. So I go for the salad. We had never had salad before. It was bitter and it was horrible. Then we go for the bread roll. I said, okay, fine, bread roll has to be good. So I go for the bread roll. That was like um, so hard I couldn't even bite it because it. I found out later that it was a soup roll, so that's why I couldn't, English soup roll, so that's why I couldn't bite it. And then I go for the spaghetti, which was completely plain. And none of them things Everything was so bland and it was like, you know, uh, horrible. And, uh, but next morning we took, we figured it out. We made sure we got onto the next flight. And I think initial days of struggle is just like that, right? You know, uh, and I, um, is you just want to make it to your destination, whatever that is, you know? So, you know, in, in, I mean, it's, we came here for prosperity and peace and happiness and, uh, and all that. And, uh, that's all is in your mind initially when you are going to school and then working full time and then, and, and the whole nine yards, right? Now, fast forwarding. That? Go ahead. Sorry. Fast forwarding now into the present, did you find the peace and prosperity you were looking for? Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah, I'm pretty pretty fulfilled. Yeah. On that In plane ride, on that plane ride, what were you hoping for? Oh, 
I was just excited <laughs> to, to get on the plane. I was a 16-year-old kid, you know, like, what do I know, right? Um, I mean, we had dreams and aspirations, right? I mean, me and my dad, like, we talked about in the, in the second half of the plane ride, we talked about how we're going to have, like, you know, we never had a car and we're going to have a car now and, you know, how we're going to buy, we're going to figure things out and buy a house and all that stuff, you know. So we, all of us have a dream, you know, and, uh, I mean, we bought a house within one year of coming here, you know, which is, uh, you know, which took a lot of work. But, I mean, I couldn't be more fulfilled. I mean, I think that uh, now we have three houses, right? Like, you know, so my brother has a house. I have a house. My parents have a house. I mean, we have, I think we have achieved everything we dreamed about. To a good degree, I'm I'm ambitious, so I'm going further. But <laughs> as far as physical things are concerned, I'm pretty content. Well, you mentioned that you're going to sort of you know, your book, financial chakras are coming out. What are some key points in that book that could help some listeners out there right now who are struggling? So key pointers, some of the key pointers are number one, answer the question, who am I? Like, you know, your chakras, you know, your primary chakra, find that. You know, where is that center? Because that will begin the journey. That will not end the journey, but that will begin the journey. Because you want to live a fulfilled and happy and prosperous life. And to do that, you have to find your, uh, they say in uh, American language, I think it's called your North Star, right? I think they say, what's your North Star, right? And I think that's important because once you find that, you can begin to illuminate that so strong that it dwarfs everything else. And I found that people who are successful financially, that's what they have done to, they have learned to do really well. They didn't listen to what other people's North Stars were. They listened to their North Star and they figured it out and they made that and they illuminated it so strong, so strongly, I should say, right? And my English being fourth language is the problem. So, you know, uh, so strongly that it, um, it really didn't matter, you know, because they were gonna shine, because they they really found who they were. They understood their energetic flow, and they they found their flow, not somebody else's flow. They didn't copy somebody's flow. They didn't care about anybody else's flow. They found their flow. And um, you know, in the book, I'm I'm writing about how to measure your potential in dollars and how to measure your emotions in dollars, which will get really interesting really fast, um, you know, alongside with chakras and what have you. But I think it's important to just, just get grounded, understand who you are. It's important because in a timeline of life, right? Because it's, it's, a, it's like a scale, right? Like you're a, not a, not like weight scale, but a, what do you call this? The ruler, right? The ruler. Yes. You know, so if you take a look at a ruler and you put it on a, on a table 
and you go from zero to 12, right? So it's just like that your life is like goes from zero to 100. So you don't necessarily skip the time, you know, so you can't, you can't say today I'm 27 and tomorrow I'm 30, right? It doesn't work that way. It's 27 and tomorrow it will be 27 and one day, right? So that's how pretty much it goes. But I think emotionally we get caught up into this whirlwind of things and we listen to other people and we don't pay attention to who we are and we aspire to be somebody else who we are not and we try to get aligned with them and that pollutes our energy in so many ways. So it's important to follow this, this figure out who you are and follow that path and let, and be the, you be the, I think that the most important thing I found is that you have to be inspiration for you. If you don't inspire you, why should somebody else? Like, ask yourself, are you your best mentor? And if the answer to that is no, then there's a problem. Yeah, I love that. How did you figure out your North Star? I think in many ways I have been in my own world since I was a child. I was naughty, I was troublemaker, I was and I think I have been following my own little star, you know, like I'm I'm very playful, I'm, I love having fun. Uh it's just who I am. Uh and uh you know, and I've never lived by any other rules. So in many ways I've been following it, but I came to realization that, okay, this is what I mean, this is what I'm doing because when I was even in college, you know, even in school, I was just, I was like, I didn't need to go to school. I'm like, why am I doing this? You know, so it was always a trouble for me because I would go to school, like, you know, in India in 10th grade, to give you a quick example, I was a, I'm a fast observer and I'm a very visual person. So like for me, if I read a book, if I look at like a chart or whatever, I can literally take a snapshot. I can, and I can, I'll remember that that chart. Like that's how good of a um, thought process I have in my, uh, maybe it's a photographic memory. I think they call it. You know. So when I was going to tenth grade in as a board examination, and I saw all my friends studying whole year, and I studied for like a month and a half, and I I was fine with flying colors. But that's that's my way of thinking. I I think in condensed time frames. But that's me. Some people just can't do that, right? It's just not possible for them. So I think it's important to, uh, for me, as time went on, I began to realize that the reason I was able to play a lot and have a lot of fun and really enjoy myself is because I was always in the moment, no matter where I was. And eventually I figured out that all the mistakes I was making Right. It was OK, because even though like when I started in the financial career, people would say, oh, my God, you're going to go sell insurance and you're going to go sell eventually investments, you know, and what have you. But um, they would make fun of me and they would be like, oh, you can't you are not going to amount to anything. You're never going to make it. And of course, being Indian, you're always compared to cousins and other brothers who are doctors and engineers and so forth, um, even though I was doing computer science. But, you know, it just. At the end of the day, like, you know, that, that comparison and all that, it affects you to some degree. 
but I think you can't. I never um, wavered in my thought process as to where I was headed. I mean, I as hard as it was, paving the streets and pound. I mean, sorry, pounding the streets and and meeting the cold prospects and and talking to people and going. You know what am I doing? Because I would do presentations. You know, I would go like at different families' homes and do three, three, four presentations, and I would just get no, or I would not get any orders in for that day, and I wouldn't make money because I was on commission. And my dad would ask, "So, how much money you made today? Or what? How did you do today, son?" And I would say, "Fantastic." But I, okay, I had a word. I said, "Unbelievable," because he was in the middle of the line. So I said, "Unbelievable," and I, and then he said, "How much money you made today?" And I would not have made any. And here's my brother or somebody else. And you know, so it was constant comparisons, you know, um, and but for me, I never wavered, you know, from from what I was doing. I loved it, I enjoyed it. I didn't know quite why I was not succeeding, but I just didn't care to some degree. I mean, I cared when 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 the words came out of other family members, it hurt me, but. You know, um, overall, I just said no. I know I'm on a path, and it's my path. And uh, then, eventually, I came to realization that okay, this is what. And my wife says to me, like you know, all the time lately, she's like, all the struggles you've been through since 1994 to now, and all the self-help, you know, money that I've poured into about, I think I've poured into at least quarter million dollars in self-help so far, at least. And um, so, like, since the young age, you know, with my grandfather, and I was exposed to that, and then I was exposed to it in um, when I came here and got into the financial world. And she's like, all the struggles you've been through, the 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 consulting and all the stuff that I do, she's like, like you have taken out the core, and you are really serving, you know. And now, ultimately, has led me to you know, serve, serve in ways that I never would have thought possible had I not stayed true to myself. Was it difficult? Yes. Was it easy? No. But like somebody made a compliment a few days ago, uh, one of my clients, and he's like, Ash, you're the most well-rounded, you know, like a, because, um, you know, a consultant or a coach you can, that I have met. I mean, I know finances. I understand about emotions <clears throat> and all the things. Yeah. So, to me, it's important that you stay true to who you are. Yeah. Always have to stay that way. So, in coming to a close with this interview, for my listeners that don't know too much about chakras and sort of your pieces of advice, and what would you give to someone right now listening who? really confused about what their purpose is. I would say, like, go to a quiet place. Maybe you do this in the morning, right? Because in the morning when you wake up, you can go take a shower because you're cleansing your body. Then after that, maybe go do a sit down in front of God or, or do some, you know, meditation, however you want to do it, uh, in a spiritual place or and what have you. 
go sit down, have a, do some do some mala beads or rosary beads or meditation or something to calm yourself down. And then start reflecting onto the things that you really ask yourself, what do I really love? Who am I? Ask yourself a question, who am I? So you might, the answer might come and say, I'm a writer or I'm a creator or I'm a lover or I'm a, um, uh, not, not a bad boy lover, but I'm a lover, you know. But uh, you, you might even get, uh, you know, something like, okay, I, I'm, a, I'm a go-getter. You know, I'm, I'm intellectually sound. I'm very logical. I, I, I have OCD. You know, I, whatever you have, write it down. And then somewhere along there, you're going to find who you are. And if what you're doing in life is not matching who I am, you know, it's time to refine it and really make it so that it's in alignment with who you are. The minute you do that is the minute your life will shift. Wow, that's Won't really be easy, fantastic. but it will shift. That's fantastic. All right, so let everyone know where they can find you online or in, on social media. Absolutely. So you can find me on uh, YouTube under Ash Shukla or just go to ashshukla.com. So A-S-H-S-H-U-K-L-A.com. Or you can also find me at financialchakras.com. That's my business website. So financial, C-H-A-K-R-A-S, chakras.com. And um, they can find me there. They can, uh, you know, um, if they just Google my name, they'll find me. I'm pretty much <laughs> pretty much everywhere. So, uh, But uh, they can find me on YouTube. I would highly recommend them go watch some YouTube videos. They would absolutely love it especially if they're looking to improve their financial health, they will really love that. Excellent, Ash. Well, thank you so much. This was very delightful. Thank you, Abhiya. Hi there. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. They can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com where I offer one-on-one coaching sessions, daily prompts to move in the right direction, sync directly to your smartphone, and a subscription to my weekly newsletter where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.